0: This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.
1: Hello, and welcome to Inside Marketing. This week, we're going to talk about pitching for new business and how that's made much more difficult in the current climate. Pitching is the lifeblood of an agency, and while we're going to talk about pitching specifically, it's probably a good point to say that it's not just about new business pitches. Uh, when we think about how we engage with clients, the physical contact, the relationships that we try and build, it's really difficult to to nurture those client relationships generally in this in this new climate that we're in, and it's really hard to sell new services and and to just kind of meet with clients and you know get a feel, a sense for their issues and 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 see how you can help them. So I'm joined today by Deirdre Waldron, who's CEO of TBWA in Dublin. Welcome, Deirdre.
0: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: Great. Thanks for joining me. And I'm joined by uh, Kieran Cunningham, CEO of Karen Visium from Dentsu. Welcome, Kieran. Hi, Dave. So, before we get started, Deirdre, quick question for you. How are you getting on in uh, during lockdown? Are you staying safe and he's staying sane? Uh,
0: staying safe, not so sure about the same.
1: Very good. Kieran, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm um, doing fine. Um, I'm actually, do you know what? I I think adults, our parents found it much tougher. I thought my kids would be really struggling and they've been remarkably adaptable and they've um, been fantastic and I thought it would be really tough for them. But overall, yeah, staying safe and staying well.
1: Well, you can have a lend of my two-year-old if you want, a bit of pain, um, give him for a weekend. Well, Deirdre, I'm going to start with you. You wrote an article in Today's Irish Times about pitching in the current climate and, and about business generally. It's a great read. I recommend everyone reads it. There's loads of insight in there. So it's a question for both of you, but I'm going to start with you, Deirdre. Have you found that the crisis has affected business generally in terms of client spends, you know, the ability to forward plan and think about think about things outside of the immediate crisis that we're in? Has that affected business? Is it kind of, do you see the level of pitches increasing or is it has it much more diminished than what you would normally see?
0: Yeah, um, I think, you know, when the coronavirus hit here in Ireland and obviously around the world at different times, agencies found ourselves busier than ever in tougher circumstances, but yet not unfamiliar circumstances. So tougher in terms of uh, timelines, turnarounds and um, trying to do everything working from home and remotely but somewhat familiar in that we are generally first to call with our clients when they run into crisis. It just happens that every client is in crisis at the yeah. same time. So some of the behaviors that we'd be used to in terms of dealing with clients in crisis was helpful. But as I said, that that idea of doing it all from home was quite daunting at the start. Um, I'm glad to say that we were able to kind of switch on the working from home technologies and process very quickly. So all of that has worked overnight. And really, there's lots of part of the creative process from strategy to developing the creative itself um, that we can do from home. The big issue, obviously, is shoots and, and mm. doing shoots. And we haven't been able to do uh, many of those, particularly with, with more than a few people, um, over the last while. So we resorted to a lot of animation, as you right. would have seen yeah, yeah. on TV. But now we are starting to come back out and we've had a few shoots. Um, a director has shot in his own house, for example. We've, we've used video technology to do a Department of Justice shoot. And we do have a couple scheduled for phase four, which is now allowed. So that's the big piece. Once we can get over that, I think we'll be able to get back to somewhat of a new normal. And certainly client spend, you know, some t- in some instances they were stalled and not because I guess the budget not- wasn't necessarily there, but really was it the right time to advertise and mm. to talk about the brands so you know a lot of clients had to go back into their armory and say okay we'll put that on pause and let's come out with them um, you know something a little bit different so there certainly has been an impact but in one way it's busier yet tougher I'd say.
1: Yeah you've had a couple of pitches you mentioned when we chatted off air in the last couple of months how have they gone just generally good you feel good about them?
0: So you know pitching in a pandemic from your bedroom is is certainly a novelty
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: something you that I haven't done before. But overall, I do find some positives in it and we'll talk about it a little bit later on. But there has been pitches. The ones that were in train post or pre-COVID continued, I'm glad to say. We didn't have any that were put on hold. We won a couple of those, which I'm also delighted to say. We we, we welcomed uh, Burger King and Board Bia Graduate Academy as new clients of TBWA. So we're delighted to have them on board. Congrats! And then I guess what's happening now, you know, pre-COVID, it, it is quite different. The pitches seem to be more project-based, mm. maybe more digital and social media-based, because I guess they're easier to field at the at this point, as opposed to big creative and/or media pitches. Changing your lead account at this time might be quite difficult.
1: Kieron, same question: How have you found its impact on business pitches and the kind of general way life would be?
2: Yeah, it's very similar to Deirdre, really. Very, very busy. Uh, immediately the lockdown happened. A lot of clients were changing activity, re-changing strategy. Also, similar to what Deirdre was saying, some clients, you know, stopping at that moment to rethink about what's the appropriate message at that time. I think it's worked really well. I think we, um, you know, the move to, to remote working was relatively seamless actually. Yeah. Um, and that surprised me. I thought the challenge would be tougher than it actually mm. came out to be. And um, so that has worked really well. Um, I think the teams have been extremely busy, particularly in the early stages when there was lots of change to clients' activity. It was extraordinarily busy. It has had an impact on revenue, as you'd expect. Um, so we're estimating that media spend will be down between 15 and 20% by the end of the year, understandably. But it is very dependent by sector and by medium. So, for example, media like radio has actually done really yeah. well because – a, the social distance issues around creative are not there. Mm. B, can become quite flexible and get things on air quite quickly. Print actually has done reasonably well as well in the current climate because if you've probably seen a lot of the government messages, they've used print to tell people about the different phases and different stages of lockdown. TV has had, had, had a tough time. Digital has done reasonably well. And out of home have had a particularly tough time for two reasons. One, Physically, they can't obviously use the medium yeah. because there was some. some. Secondly, people were, were out and about. And from a sectoral point of view, the obvious areas you'd expect, the likes of travel, alcohol, and um, certain FMCG brands would have been well down and spend. And other categories like retail, telco, finance were equally as busy, even though their strategies and what they were saying to clients or, sorry, to customers was very different. Um, there was a huge change in terms of, you know, I think um, a lot of brands had to decide, you know, what do we say from a functional point of view? Yeah, yeah. And Um, then other clients have to look at the brands and say, actually, at the moment, it's not appropriate for us to be communicating. And then for other brands, they were, you know, thinking about what their brand stands or what their purpose is and tweaking communication to be true to that purpose in different times. But overall, in terms of working and remote working, it's... um, I think it's working on it. I'm not saying this just for Densu or for Caravision. It seems to be across all agencies and clients and media owners. There's a great sense of cooperation between yeah. three. Probably mirroring society. I think media owners, clients, agencies work really well together, understood the situation everybody was in. I thought the cooperation between the whole industry was quite remarkable, and that, that, that move to remote working yeah. has, as I said, happened much, much more efficiently than I thought it
1: would. Yeah, I think as I read an article or a, a quote lately that said, like, it's kind of like a, the biggest social experiment ever. And we've never had a situation where we've had so much in common with so many people at the same time. So it kind of has rallied everybody, I think. You both mentioned that businesses and your agencies have pivoted quite quickly. Now, there's one argument to say that we had no choice. You had to pivot or I don't know what, there was no plan B. There was literally nothing you could do. So, Deirdre, has the agency adjusted? So, because we'll get into this about pitches in a minute, but how have you had to change? Because culture is important in an agency, that sense of team spirit, that sense of energy that that bounces off people. What have you had to do? How do you, you know, I don't mean keep an eye on everyone to make sure they're working, but how do you motivate people and give them that kind of sense of energy, I think? Have you had to change the way you work practices? Apart from the obvious remote, but
0: yeah, yeah, and um, and I guess that has been the the hardest part because we do all, you know, it's it's a very, as Karen said, it's a very collaborative industry, and and you get a lot of your creative energy from bouncing ideas off other mm. people. So, um, when you're doing that through a laptop screen, it's not always the best way to do it. But I guess you know there was a huge sense of solidarity across not just each agency but you know what you were doing we 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 do a lot of the government work so we also felt like a real sense of purpose in terms of helping inform the public of of what was going on so it gave us an extra sense of a a purpose i guess in terms of the work that we were doing and but then on the flip side there is the whole social interaction so you know like everywhere else Our social committee has been very busy with the weekly calls, the Zoom calls uh, for bingo. We had a a housebound treasure hunt, which was definitely the highlight of my my lockdown where we had to find items in our house. So the social team have played um, an immense role and I'm really, really grateful to them. And then we've done the weekly staff check-ins. And at the start, they were you know, fairly grave in terms of this is what's happening with with our business. This is what's happening at a global level from TBWA and the network. This is the changes that we're going to make. and Here's how we're managing all the risk. And Mm -hmm. as the weeks have gone on, they have become much more back to normal. Here's the latest creative work. Here's the latest trends. And so we've kind of gotten, you know, the the first few weeks of that were, you know, quite tense in terms of getting the information out there. We always followed up with an email, but now it's gotten a lot more um, relaxed and and informal. And of course, now the focus is the return to office and how we do that in a way that's safe for everybody. Because I think, you know, going from the office to home was quite traumatic. Mm. And so we want to make sure that the return to office is calm easy, safe Uh, there's no pressure on anybody to return if they don't want to it's really just trying to make it a much more pleasurable experience than the big yank we all did on March 13th whatever date that was to go home
1: It was quite a shock to the system and they say it takes 21 days to form a new habit so I wonder will we have to break those habits when people come back in it'll be interesting to see we know pitching is tough slog and look it's part of agency life we love it and we we loathe it I think it's fair to say because we complain about it quite a lot but then it really is it's make or break for your agency Agency. it's real how you perform in pitches and how you rally together is really what we're all about It's as, as a business So, um, but it's really tough and it's not just for pitches but new ideas for clients so dear I'll just start with you here relationships are really hard to nurture at the best of times even when you have, live in a face to face world but impossible nearly to do remotely. So you mentioned some of those social things you were doing internally with the team. Have you done anything like that for clients? Have you brought clients into any social events? Have you done anything to try and nurture these client relationships and grow your business in the current climate that you might have done? More social or softer events? How have you managed to keep those relationships going?
0: You know, I would have um, regular one-on-ones. And so I've kept them up, you know, and, and over a coffee um, mm-hmm. on, on the laptop. I know a lot of the guys that we would work with have done the same um, in terms of their key, key client contacts. We've done a lot of webinars, um, right. just like this, and we've brought clients into those. So that kind of piece, I think, has actually worked really well. And you know, it it doesn't make up for the fact that you can't do some of the face to face. But then also, we we may have um, maybe overly indexed sometimes on the socializing right. um, element of of the business, and and without that to fall back on as a crutch, the focus is very much in the right place, the strategy and the creative outputs. And so you know, sometimes when you're on a Zoom call. I find the, the, the video calls sometimes be even more open, um, although we're doing it virtually,
1: mm. a lot
0: of the, the corporate culture or the office dynamics kind of falls away and you get, a, you get a real level of openness, which I have been surprised at, and which has been very helpful in a creative process.
1: Yeah, Kieran, have you found maintaining relationships
2: yeah, very similar to Deirdre. Um, I mean, I think, you know, it is difficult to have the same type of relationship when you work remotely. There was a study done in the U.S. talking about people's career progression. You know, 10% is about the actual job you do. 30% is, is about your kind of your image and how people perceive you. And 60% is about, about exposure and how you connect with people. And obviously it's pretty, very difficult to do that in, in, in a remote situation. But um, we've done similar things to to Deirdre TVWA in terms of quite a lot of webinars. We've had lots of catch-up calls with clients. And I do think the one thing that remote working, again, similar to what Deirdre said, the one thing that the likes of a Zoom or a team call has done in a positive way, actually, it's much more focused. You, You kind of feel that people tend not to talk over each other as much you tend to find much more focus on the person that is speaking. Mm. While if you're in a meeting with 10 or 11 people, there can often be nearly near little side meetings going on. And I think one, it's has kind been of a pet project of mine. I think it's a, and I'm probably guilty of it more than most. I think it's a worldwide phenomenon that, you know, active listening is really tough. Most people spend their time when they're listening to somebody else is preparing for what they're going to say next. And I think virtual conferencing through Zoom or Teams has kind of, Reduce that a little bit. I think there's much more focus on the content, much more focus on the person that is speaking. In some ways, what I've found is you get a lot of work done more effectively and efficiently. The area it cannot counter, unfortunately, is that whole serendipity of Mm -hmm. meeting somebody, connecting with somebody. What Deirdre talked about earlier from a creative point of view of just clashing with different people and, you know, exchange of ideas that's the bit that, that that's really tough. And in terms of the eternal communication, we're very similar experience to Derja. We had weekly town halls initially, it was all about the impact on our business. It was all about the mechanical things around working from home. It was all about individual pe- pe- persons, you know, well-being. Yeah. And they happened on a weekly basis, but they they are not happening anymore. We've gone very much back to the normal yeah, cadence yeah. of how we communicate with our staff. In normal times, it's more about business, about, you know, how we're going to continue to grow our business, and much more the categories of conversations or communication that we would have had pre-COVID.
1: Yeah, um you mentioned video calls there and I don't know how what your experience is but I find them yeah Kieran I accept they can have their advantages but I, I can I find them quite draining sometimes I think you can and maybe that's because you're more involved and it's it's so the, the draining element of it is a testament to how much more beneficial they are but I find them draining so when you think about a pitch and also just really easy for your attention to wonder when you're on a 2 hour video we've been we've all been on them 2 hour plus meetings really hard to pay attention you find your mind wanders you're kind of glazing out the window and, and you know, it's really hard. But when you think about a pitch and the amount of work that goes into a pitch and you t- can distill that into two hours, is it very, so think, how do you, and you can, you can give examples or trade secrets here if you want, feel free to share any examples, but how? what are the things you have to think about when you're pitching? Deirdre, I'll start with you. How do you keep clients engaged for a pitch particularly, not just a catch-up call? And are the rules different? You know, when you think about presenting in person, you, you want the attention on the person and not the slides and not necessarily, you want all the folks on them. And you can't do that on a call. So you rely much more heavily on the PowerPoint and, you know, the, the words. You don't have body language. So have you any, what have you found? Have you have you had to adopt your actual pitch process?
0: Yeah, um, I guess the first thing is we've uh, tried to keep um, them down to an hour. We actually are trying to keep our own internal meetings down to 45 minutes uh, it's a tip we picked up from one of our clients. They've started just to, to give you like a fifteen minute break between calls. Right. And so, like trying to keep it succinct to, to, to the hour is a good thing. Uh, it trains us not to uh, waffle and mm. to focus on the you know what the, the key points. I think we, what we've started to do is have the calls a split of presentation and discussion. And um, we're very directive. We we prep and re rehearse this quite a lot. So what we'll do is we'll say. For the introduction, please everybody go to gallery view and we do face-to-face conversations. You can see everybody. Now we'll go to presenter view, but we'll stop after kind of halfway through, have a discussion. So it gives you an opportunity to learn how to read a virtual room because you can read a virtual room in a different way. And then we'll finish up with a bit more presentation and then a final discussion. So we we have absolutely changed our approach in terms of brevity and efficiency, which I don't think is a bad thing. No. And um, it's actually only a good thing. And then the piece I was talking about there, um, you know, the openness that we have found that I was surprised with, you know, you dial into somebody's kitchen or shed or bedroom and you see the art in their wall and, you see, you know, you've got you have a different point of view of their personality and and that connection on a real human level has kind of you know, given the focus to the creative process, which has really helped. So, despite the fact that, as we said, kids come barging into the room, or one I had was where the fire alarm started blaring because I forgot to take the pot of pasta off the hob. And um, so, you know, these things happen, and it just brings a level of openness, and I think maybe brevity to sometimes what you know pre-COVID pitch meetings were quite serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and- and, um, and I do think there's positives to take for this because ultimately the agency is pitching on its own dime. That's one of the issues we have and we know within this industry. So the more efficient we can make it uh, and the more impactful we can make it is better for the agency. We're not taking on the hard costs of travel, of flights, hosting multiple meetings and really trying to, you know, be much more efficient in the size of the deck, the amount of people on the call. All of that can only help in terms of an agency's bottom line, as we do generally pitch for free, which obviously is one of our biggest issues.
1: Yeah. Kieran, you, well, is there anything, because I know we were involved in a pitch, but it started before any of this and then the process itself or the kind of yeah the process didn't change COVID happened and I know so we kind of went with the not with the we were stuck with the same process that we'd inherited which applied pre-COVID and that made it quite difficult I think so is there anything have you uh, approached pitches any differently now Kieron, in terms of your prep or your run through or what, what's changed what's more important and what do you have to how do you stand out now in pitches where previously it was easier in a room
2: I think firstly I think again what I did find quite surprising I was worried about the prep for the pitch because so, you know, we're all familiar with, not even a pitch, but if you're trying to tell a story through a presentation, there's a certain narrative, and the normal way I think most agencies work it is, you have, you know, slides all over a wall or a floor, and you people in the room, and you're chopping and changing, and you're trying to get a sense of flow, and a an narrative that makes sense. And they're really interesting meetings, and people have different points of view, and it's very organic. Yeah. And, a certain kind of style to it and i was really I, I, I was kind of worried prior to that i knew everybody was in the same boat but how are we going to recreate that are all working remotely and the prep i thought worked remarkably well using the likes of a platform like teams editing the same presentation in some ways i found it more democratic everybody was on the same call mm. everybody was a bit more patient with everybody's input and I thought the preparation went really well. Actually, I thought it was probably our uh, preparation, was probably one of the, super, yeah. the features we've done was probably more efficient and more effective and more smooth maybe than than pre COVID. I do think the challenge on the pitch day is, is very different though, and that, that, that was much tougher. And I again agree with Deirdre I think, you know, it didn't happen with some of our pitches because they'd started pre COVID and there was a certain structure to it. But I think shorter pitches are going to happen in terms of duration. I also think they may be divided even into separate meetings. You might have a, a pitch meeting and a QA meeting that may, may come separately.
1: Right,
2: and yeah. um, I do think you need to give space and time for people to express themselves and not have the, the slide dominating the interaction, and it goes back, I think, to a broader issue around pitches. I remember a very an old client of mine many years ago saying, "If I had my way, and he was in a global company, I would pitch by having a cup of coffee or a pint mm. with the team, the different teams, because that's how we really work. You get a sense of the person, you get an extensive exchange of ideas, you get the chemistry between us." And I know that's, you know, he's exaggerating, but he's making a point. And I do think COVID may allow the industry to think about how they pitch in the future. So I know there's an example. Um, Starbucks in the UK had a pitch recently whereby they brought three agencies in, in separate days and did a workshop with them. And that was the pitch. That, that was the full pitch. There was no formality to it. I know, uh, I think... Um, Ligus Delaney also did a process again I think they were appointed by Britvic in the UK but again there was a chemistry session and then they appointed Ligus Delaney on a temporary basis in the trial period and then they actually appointed him on an ongoing basis so listen this may or may not happen but I think pitches are pitches a bit like the leaving search where it's all on the one two hour meeting and you you win or you lose and you could lose by a matter of an inch, but if you lose, you get nothing. So <laughs> you lose everything. And I think over time, it may happen that pitches may change a little bit and they may become a bit yeah. more organic or not all in that one kind of very formal, artificial setting. Listen, we're used to them. We do them all the time and, and we're happy to do it that way. But I think it, it may offer some change. I want. I think also the one thing that will absolutely, I think, 100% happen and maybe not affect us in Ireland as much, but global pitches where historically people are flying to different countries, I just don't think that's gonna happen anymore. They're going to use the technology to allow people to not have to do all that
1: trouble and even as we've had I know we found ourselves over for weeks leading up to pitches in London which you probably didn't you know for a two hour run through so that'll definitely be changed I'm not sure whether your agency did what Kieran used to do which is go in get everyone in the room lock the door and say we're not getting out until we've cracked the brief which and we're there as long as it takes so I found that a lot better to work on this time I have to say
0: but I do think what working from home has done is that it has kind of formalized some of those informal processes that you'd have in an agency like okay let's all jump in the room here and just figure this yeah. out and if you weren't on the floor you might have missed that meeting you know that, that kind of yeah. informality which is good that has had to be formalized so we have to set up a team's call has the creative been signed off have we gone through the QA process and so some of those informal processes have been formalized which is you know can can only be a good thing but I think for me, the the general, you know, impact of the crisis is going to accelerate some of the issues we have in the business. So, and pitching is one of them. The other one is, you know, the in-housing of digital creativity, like that's just going to accelerate. So we're going to have to, you know, take that on board and look at, well, what are the other services that we can provide that aren't seen as, as something that can be in-housed. And mm-hmm. as I said, Pitching now can be done if you're on a global pitch, can be done. Uh, It's not location specific, Mm. which means that opens up opportunities for Irish agencies. Um, It doesn't have to be at a huge cost to the agency. So a lot of those things that were problems in the industry or trends in the industry are being now forced to change. And I think that can only be a good thing
1: yeah uh, and it look it's for another day, but I, I think what we've learned or what everyone's learning is that you're definitely rethinking your business model so even you think about your own business do you need everybody do you need an office that can fit hundred and eighty people if that's what you have can you not strip, slim that down and actually, Particularly, I think, for a creative, the model of nearshore, offshore, like, you know, this has probably forced you to work with people that you, if they don't need to be in the office, if they're down the road, well, they could be in another country, another time zone. So I think it's an interesting time. Um, but just to go back to pitches for a second, there's a lot of energy put into it. not As I say, not just the work that goes into the deck itself, but there's a lot of thought put into the, the delivery of it, the theater behind the pitch, you know everyone on point is very carefully choreographed on the day and rehearsed with interest life do you find that you've had to change the process so what have you had to change your style this is an open question for anyone have you said well you know what for this pitch we're going to have more slides with heavier word content and less about you know, you know everyone's different have you had to change anything but you'd normally do it specifically for remote pitching purposes
0: yeah, I guess one of the things that is difficult for us is um, we rely heavily on video for a creative presentation. You know, we'll we'll mock a video together or a mood board just to get the point across. If you've ever tried to play video <laughs> over a Teams, yeah, we did, yeah, or Zoom or any of them, you know what that's like. So we've had to, you know, look at technologies that allow us to do that differently. And so we put up private links um, on YouTube, and then the client can play that themselves. And so there's there's definite things we've had to work around um, to try and get that. You know, creative thought across. And mm-hmm. um, we've we've done kind of surveys as well to try and see like where do you rate things as as we go through the process. And then you know some of the previous techniques will come into place. Like as I mentioned, we'll stop after every one, after every thought to have a discussion, as opposed okay, to yeah. you know wait for a free for all at the end. We'll direct questions by name, so you get to call on a client or a colleague by name. So those kind of things, tips tricks, and tricks with yeah. music, because for us, that creative process or getting that across is heavily reliant on visuals and video and doesn't always come across as best as you'd like it in a video call.
2: I think um, from a media perspective, it's just, it's probably something that we've always, you know, strived to do is that PowerPoint or slide should be an aid to what you're trying to say. So I think video conferencing or remote pitching has probably helped readdress that balance where... It's not as much step by PowerPoint or relying yeah. on PowerPoint as much. And there's more opportunity for people just engage in how they engage one-to-one, face-to-face, in terms of communicating their idea, their thought, or what their point of view is. So that's probably the biggest change from, from a media perspective.
1: Open question. So given it's hard to, to kind of get a sense of the team, and it is about team, in often in pitches, it's not about the idea. It's not about, you know, it's about I like these people. I, I'd like to work with these people. Does that make it harder to dislodge an incumbent? Like if you're an outside bet and you don't know the client, is it much harder to win that pitch now? So should, would you see less movement in pitches if, if kind of it's harder to dislodge people? And that's the same for media or creative. So whoever can start, you can take that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I, I do think um, at the moment it, it's probably uh, an advantage being an incumbent, and everybody's. An assuming the
1: relationship structure. is good. Obviously, if you're if you're an yeah, incumbent, yeah.
2: I think that obviously it is more difficult to build a relationship from scratch if, if you have, you know, particularly if you're in a process whereby you may never have met the client. So the process, the pitch process, has started during COVID. There will have been no opportunity to to meet the client physically, and that is that is tough. So I think it does. There is an advantage to an incumbent agency who who has had a relationship over mm. a long time. I suppose, to be honest, there's probably an advantage to an incumbent agency generally with pitches right. pre-COVID as well, and it's just probably made that advantage a little bit heightened in the current climate.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Well, I mean, it's interesting because so anything that happened, you know, pre-COVID either stalled or kept going since you know, that the opportunities are thin on the ground from what I can see at the moment. They're small, they're project-based. As I said, they could be a a portion of the business like digital or social media. Um, I don't know that clients have a a particular want at this point to do big creative or media pitches where they're going to change their lead partner. So that gives up agencies an opportunity to, you know, be more proactive, be more available, whatever it is, you know, to try and solidify those relationships. Opportunities do seem to be a little bit Pin on the ground at the moment and I don't see those big ones that you know coming down the pipe just yet now I I spoke to a few of the pitch consultants in Ireland and the UK and they do feel that there's a bit of a a backlog that will come through in Q3 and Q4 and I think we're all waiting for that so I'm sure clients at this point are thinking right do I really need to can I make this work or do I really need to go to pitch on the big decisions with a lot of the smaller project-based stuff does seem to
1: be coming through. I guess it's important for clients because, you know, it's in their interest maybe because they want to give themselves the best opportunity to make the right decision for the, you know, for three-year whatever it is. So if that means they should wait. But I do think it's even though 29th of June and, and the phases have moved forward, I think it's going to be a long time before we have a pitch where you have a, a bunch of clients in a room with a bunch of agency people in that one building. It's just going to be quite tricky. Or else maybe you think about um. a wee joke here on about saying we we're doing a pitch and we're going to say to the client, if you look out your window, you'll see one of our team members in your garden holding a board and we're being facetious. But like actually to, to creatively think about maybe you go to larger open spaces and you kind of create that sense of team. So I think we're in it for a little bit longer than we may think, even though the rules have been relaxed. Another point that, Karen, you talked about the process leading up to the pitch working possibly better than the old way of doing it. For me, I found the, the ideation bit was much tougher. I found it much more difficult to work with people. So while the process and the strategy and that kind of everyone was on board in collaboration, I felt that what would have been the brainstorming and that was really tough and possibly negatively impacted from remote work. And so question for both of you, Karen. we start with you. Did, have you found that? Do you think that's a fair comment or do you think that it should be as easy as it was to do remotely?
2: No, it, it is more difficult. Um, idea generation has a certain style and sense, a certain kind of feeling to a meeting even the environment you're brainstorming in, rather than doing it in a formal office, you're doing it with Potentially, uh, you know, on bean bags or a cup of coffee, or potentially, a, yeah, if it's later on in the day, a, a beer or something, because it really helps the kind of ideation flow around whatever the, the strategic um, narrative is. So, no, there is no doubt, it, you know, you can't recreate that. It's impossible to recreate that remotely. And that is probably the biggest challenge. As I said earlier, I think, again, my experience is getting to the narrative or, or getting to the key business challenge that the client presented. I thought we did that quite well. Um, working um, remotely and quite collaboratively and kind of more democratic, maybe than it was even in the past. But that idea generation bit, you can try and recreate it as best you can mm. remotely. But it is it is a bigger challenge, and that's something we're going to have to live with.
1: there's I guess a much bigger problem in terms of your business because it is it's it's often all about it is just about the creative idea in a lot of cases. Um, I know. It's about the team and the people, but it all hinges on that creative idea. Have, you, have your teams found it easy? Have they found it much more challenging? Have they found that they, like they can't wait to get back in? Because it's, it's a process that people need to feed off each other. They can be long, torturous sessions, but actually people feed off people.
0: 100% yeah I know it's certainly the, the way I like to work some people maybe don't but uh, you know it depends and you've a mix of those type of people in, in an agency and certainly there's a big group of people who are dying to get back to the office we've lots of volunteers for phase one and <laughs> um, we'll be rotating people in and out but it is a question I asked our executive creative director very early on in the process I'm like are the teams okay how yeah. are they getting together in their groups you might have the traditional art director and copywriter group or you might have the social team in with another team like are they are they okay and and you know from their perspective they said yeah like they're having their sidebars they're they're jumping on a video chat they're still having a beer if it's in the evening and they're you know having a coffee or whatever they're at sitting right, on yeah. the balcony whatever they're doing and um, so they're still making those connections you know i've been absolutely Uh, blown away by the level of creativity that's come through dealing with the existing circumstances and then what you can and can't shoot and how you would do that with one or two people in frame and you know it had to be beyond creative not just innovative I guess in that and I am on a a global call on a weekly basis with the rest of the network and this discussion came up and it's funny because certain countries have found working from home to be like up to 25% more efficient Our colleagues in Italy and we're saying they're you know up to twenty five percent more efficient because they're not having long lunches yeah, and coffee. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> um, well, we
1: don't do that in Ireland, so that's it's not a great problem.
0: Way of life, um, you know, we haven't found it to be that more efficient. Um, I'd say we're probably there thereabouts. There's definitely. A little bit of an inefficiency without having that in the room piece. But the guys have done, you know, the teams have done so well in in, in overcoming that. But you wouldn't like to see it go on. Um, no. You know, there's only so much I think you'll get out of that. You'd like to see it happen much more in those spaces. And, and you talked earlier about the office and, and what you're going to do. For me, the more collaboration spaces that are available is going to be key I think individual workstations will be less and less people will do that from home when, when they need
1: to I agree and I think maybe it's a way and we'll have to think about this as well I think you in rotation it's probably important to have the teams together and bring those teams in at the same time but again we talked about this I miss the the serendipity of as Kieran mentioned about you know you just walk past somebody and they just go oh look I'm working on this thing that you might be interested in and it, and it just sparks something or it goes somewhere where it wouldn't have gone um, I think when you have to schedule a team's call with people you, you have to have a purpose to meet them So you you lack that serendipity. On the pitch we did, I know I found my experience, I found that the team were a lot less nervous because pitching can be quite daunting, particularly for inexperienced members on the team. And I definitely felt that people were much more comfortable. It felt like they were actually reading off script, but I just know they weren't um, because they were really on point. And I think that sense of not being in a room, being distant, it makes it just more comfortable, I think, for people. So do you think when people rehearse, we we chatted about this quite a lot. So the rehearsal, which would normally be, they're hugely horrific car crashes when you do them the first time in front of your peers. And all the rehearsals we did beforehand were fine. People were great. Do you think rehearsals are quite different? Should we be rehearsing different things, given you have to pitch differently? Or is it just the same old type of prep that goes into it, albeit with some make sure the technology is working?
0: Yeah, we've... Um... I guess the the only difference we we found is that we've done rehearsals for every stage of the process. Like before, you mightn't have done as many rehearsals for the initial meeting, and you'd have more rehearsals for the final presentation. But uh, we see, we we are doing more rehearsals for each stage, just to make sure that the flow and the technology is working. And but to your point, everybody is very good and on point. They have the time to prepare at home. I think as opposed to running from meeting to meeting, yeah, yeah, have your own personal time to prepare, which does help. I think.
1: Kieran, you been the same?
2: Yeah, very similar. And I think, as I said, I think there, are, you know, the, the may, pitches may be a little bit different and different stages, so different types of process or meetings as part of one pitch where you might have the more formal bit, and then you have a more free-flowing bit where it's more of a Q and A session. But we're doing the same rehearsal for each of those stages along that path. And also, I think the individual people. Because I think again, they probably have a little bit more time because not running from eating and they're at home, they probably have a little sense of relaxation actually, maybe that, that you may not have going going in going through a room. So I found the pitch again, as I said earlier, I think that I was been I've been surprised how much the of pitches has gone read well. The tough challenge is just the meeting itself and building the chemistry.
1: Yeah, I think we're all which is rare we're all in agreement on most of these things here so it's rare when you have three people chatting about things that we're all in agreement and actually I think there's probably because we won't be everybody back into the office at the same time for the foreseeable future I think we'll probably be able to keep the good bits that we found about the remote working and we'd probably be able to just get take back the bits that we miss and that were better for um working in the office. So I think it's um we'll take some good out of it. Last point and I'll put both you on the spot. So if somebody was pitching tomorrow and it's not a competitor of yours, Deirdre, let's say it's somebody you just want to help out, you're not in the industry anymore, you don't care, one of your pals is is pitching and they just ask your advice. What are your top tips for pitching during a pandemic?
0: Um, lock your door. Uh <laughs> yeah. I have a weight up against my door. Right from partying in it's funny the top tips are probably the same when you're pitching not in a pandemic but we seem to maybe have forgotten them because brevity and to the point has become so important now and maybe we we weren't always so good at that as an industry you know when we kind of required to our pitch meetings think the brevity and to the point is better what we've noticed is that a lot of the phases of a pitch is kind of collapsing and I think that's good also so you mentioned the different types of pitching there earlier Kieran, you know, Q&A kind of goes into chemistry and then you have a, a strategy check in and, and a bit of and a creative check in and they're all kind of collapsing into mm. timelines also helpful. So the fact that we are being highly responsive to our existing clients, that's coming through and pitching much quicker turnaround, which gives much quicker focus as long as the ask isn't too big uh, that that does help and that just gives you I guess much more focus in terms of being on point and that brevity piece you can't overemphasize it it is really really helpful on a video call
1: I think that's a great point brevity we do I think there's we find comfort in taking the long way to get to the point so and but you don't need to say it I'm guilty of that I know that so don't you don't have to say that Kieran, top tips if somebody was pitching tomorrow
2: well, I think every, I echo everything Deirdre said there. The only thing I'd add to it is, you know, and again, it goes back to pre-COVID days, pitch um, clients by people. It's the team they are buying, you know, or, or want the relationship. they make the decision based on the people. And the only watch out when you're pitching remotely that you make sure it's that people come to the fore and what the danger yeah. is because you're pitching remotely, you have to show content on the screen that you don't want the screen to be the hero and, and yeah. the words on the screen you want the people that are pitching to, to be the hero so it's just to make sure that you get that balance right um, but that's something that's been there pre covered it's just you could be in the danger of hiding behind screens to, uh, pitch and that shouldn't be the case
1: good point right we are out of time thanks a million guys Deirdre thanks for joining me Kieran. thanks for joining me
2: thank you
1: stay thank you. safe and thanks to our partners in the Irish Times Media Solutions thanks to Kira and Andrea on sound uh, until we're well, not next week the week after bye bye stay safe see you.
0: This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.